Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Happy New Year, Powerful Nonsenses! You made it to 2018. You did. Well Congratulations. done. Congratulations. Another year ahead. Another 365 to thrive. Mm-hmm. To oh. be alive. 365 to thrive. Where did you steal that one from? You didn't come up. I did just come up. That actually might have become the new title to the episode. 365 to thrive. A new 365 to thrive. Yeah, that's the new book coming soon. That isn't really. No, it could be. It could be. could be. Um, Yeah, happy new year, everyone. Uh, Through the powers of time travel, we haven't yet made it to 2018. (laughs) Craziness. Uh, (laughs) Because we're recording this episode beforehand. Uh, But I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas period. Um, I think this episode goes out something like, what, the 4th, 5th of Jan? Something like that. So, Party season's over, though. Party is season Party is over. Party season is over. At what point does it become, um, like, not cool to say Happy New Year to people? I don't think it's ever cool. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> you know when you go back to work and everyone's like, oh, Happy New Year, hope you had a good time. You're like, shut up. It's a new year. It's January. Everyone's going to be miserable. We've got no money. Stuff like that. Fucking Scrooge here. That's it. So don't say Happy New Year to people. Don't say Happy... Say Happy New Year to everyone, but not Jem. Or actually, just keep saying it to him when it's like May. Just to really (laughs) piss him off. (laughs) I might start each episode now with Happy New Year, Jem. All right, shut it. (laughs) Anyway, I am Jem Yildiz. And I am Wayne Ingram. And you are listening to the Power Finance podcast in 2018. The millennial podcast. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. And it is 2018. Will it still be cool to say millennial in 2018? <sighs> well, they're coming up with these all these other new terms now, aren't they? Like, um, oh, what's it? There's like, there's, there's... I think you've been through this many times. I have. It winds me up. It's like you it's, forget. It's, it's a non-thing. Might... I, can't, I keep reading what it's called because it's a rubbish term. It's a rubbish term they're trying to make. So just, just so that the, the non-millennials can get in on the millennial coolness. Mm. It's like, no... No, you're not a millennial. You, you are a baby boomer. <laughs> you caused all this shit. Stop trying to be cool. You got your boom boomer and made yeah, lots of babies. That's it. You can't have the best of both worlds. You can't have your cake and eat it. All right. As you can tell, Wayne is a cool millennial. I'm a very cool millennial. <laughs> very <laughs> entitled to my millennial status. As he sits in his what looks like a... a- uh, a hoodie that is maybe pajamas. You can't, you can't talk. You fucking Inuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with your fluffy, fluffy hoodie. It's very fluffy and warm. Yeah, mine's like really thin. So anyway, um, so if you listened to last week's episode, we were kind of summing up our year, looking at the year ahead. Um, and one of the things that we always do as part of our year in review episode is we come up with a theme for next year. Mm-hmm. And Jem 
sent me a text and went, we didn't do the theme. I was like, we'll talk about it next episode. And so this kind of episode idea has just evolved into just generally about looking at the year ahead and what you can do to kind of position yourself for a better, more prosperous year. Yeah, I think a theme is a good idea for a year. It kind of sets what you want to happen. But actually, this episode as well, we want to make sure that you've you've got serious focus on what you want to achieve. And I think it's really good to start that year being super intentional on what you want out of it and kind of put things in place so that they can actually come to fruition. Because a lot of the time, people go into that new year. And I think sometimes, like you said before, is that actually that bit before the new year is often the best time. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't done your planning, January is a good time to start. And then you can kind of get all those plans in motion and really kind of get in your mind sort of what you visualize to happen. Like I already have sat down and thought about it and I'm going to sit down with my business partner and we're really going to kind of flesh out what visions we have for the new year, how they're going to be achieved. And I think usually I've found that every time I've done it, it kind of happens because you're setting it in your mind. It is yeah. that sort of, in some ways, that power of intention. You're kind of setting it up in your how it's going to happen, but then you're kind of figuring out, you're working backwards and how that's going to be achieved. And I think it's just a good way to start your year. Mm. I've um, actually, funnily enough, I um, spoke to uh, my good friend Adam, who nice. you know, um, and was talking about, because we send voice messages to each other a lot because he lives in Bristol, I live in London, and um, so we're sending voice messages to each other and we kind of pontificate quite a lot. And uh, I kind of invited him to kind of go through the process that we go through every year on the podcast, which is like, you know, what was your year this year like? What are you looking forward to next year? What are you hoping to achieve next year? And kind of went, it kind of just invited him just to kind of go through that. And he's absolutely fallen in love with the process of it to the point that actually he's <laughs> gone home to his girlfriend and, and he's gone, like, let's sit down and let's talk this through. Yeah. And, and then, and also one of our other friends who went to stay with him last weekend has sat down with him and gone, okay, so what have you done this year? What have you, and <clears throat> what he pointed out to me, which I hadn't really considered all that much. I suppose it was there subconsciously, which is why we do it. But he was kind of like, you just kind of have so much more perspective around actually what you've managed to achieve and actually how much you've, grown in a year and um he said and also it just really does get you proper excited for the new year ahead as well so so yeah i just kind of wanted to let you know Jem, more than anyone else yeah i, I think that's i think it's something that is it's a very enjoyable process to be fair yeah i think you've got to celebrate the things you have achieved it's easy to look back at a year and obviously you're going to remember all the bad stuff which also has its <clears throat> which also has its benefits because once you know what's gone wrong Mm-hmm. You can kind of say, okay, well, what am I going to do next year to make sure that doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. But also I do think it is good every so often to pat yourself on the back and say, you know what, you made it for a year. A lot of people, it seemed to say like, oh, 2017 was just a bad year. I've had a lot of people saying a bad year, people bad year. That about every year. Yeah, I agree. I've found now <clears throat> the last three or four years, everybody's gone, oh, this year's been shit. Next year, it's my fucking year. Yeah. And, and you're then. just like, yeah, but you said that last year too. I mean, to be fair, I did that last year <laughs> but <laughs> um, <laughs> but um yeah and i feel like every year now for the last few years everybody's just gone yeah this year was shit next year's gonna be better um but yeah. actually i've found for the first time in a good couple of years where i've actually kind of gone despite actually so many setbacks and we talked about this uh last week despite so many setbacks actually i feel like this year has been a very good year for me 
in a mm. mental state kind of way. Finding your zen, yeah. finding your flow. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> we're not here to talk about last year, we're here to talk about next year or this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a good starting point as well when you're going into the new year is really, I think a lot of people kind of build up a whole load of mental and also physical clutter at the end yes. of the year. I think you kind of, towards the end of the year, you start saying, you know what, I'll sort that out when I've got a bit of time. I'll sort that out. And you kind of let things build up. The room gets messier. You've got a lot more things in your mind. I know for me, I was saying to Wayne this morning, like I've got stuff that I need to do. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to go into Christmas mode. I just want to switch off. I don't want to have any work to do. I just want to crack on with just enjoying myself, watching cheesy films, Christmas films, and just get on with it. But I think that's what—that's a kind of a problem when it goes into the new year, especially if you start to put too much off because then you kind of fall into that party mode too early. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is you're going to go into the new year. Now it's with actually all back. the clutter from last yeah, year. And it's kind of trading along behind you, like yeah. clanking away. And you're like, okay, well, I want to, <laughs> <laughs> I want to like start my new year. I want to get going on all these massive like plans that I have. But actually, because I kind of switched off towards the end of last year, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of stuff to catch up with before I can start my new year. Yeah. And so I think sometimes it's kind of just decided, actually, it's probably better for me to kind of, get all that stuff out of the way obviously this is the new year now but what you can do is like maybe spend the next couple of weeks is really just getting on top of your finances getting back in control because i think over christmas spending goes like mental you Mm. stop looking at what you're spending or how you're saving again your room gets messy you've got clutter you've got new presents you've got new stuff you've got to put away you've got stuff you've got to throw out to make room for the new stuff exactly so i think sometimes just saying you know what okay I haven't kind of planned yet, but first things first is I'm just going to declutter everything. I'm going to get things organized. Mm. And then I think when you've got that clean slate, I think people bring down all their Christmas stuff. They clean the house. You have a big tidy up. You sort the office. You file the paper. You put your invoices here and there. And I do just think that actually sets you up as this slate of, okay, I'm mentally clear. I'm physically clear in my environment. Now I can really sit down and kind of get some plans going. I think that's just such a good place to start from. Yeah, definitely. I think if you, I mean, we were talking before we hit record about how, and I mentioned this, I think last episode or maybe a few episodes ago. Oh, the overwhelm episode. Recently, I got rid of significant amount of my to-do list for that very reason. Cause it was, there was all this clutter and whatnot. And then, uh, <laughs> I was saying like a couple of days ago, I was like, I'm still really fucking busy. So I literally got rid of the entire, entire to-do list, just got rid of it. And I was like, right, now I'm just going to do a brain dump and start all over again of all the stuff that I know I need to get done. Um, and that's been really freeing. And part of my kind of new year ritual, because I go back to Birmingham um, for Christmas. So the first thing I do when I get back the first couple of days is literally just clearing stuff out and getting rid of the clutter, both mentally and <clears throat> physically as well. And it really is... Um, it, it feels like a massive, in a way, kind of mental detox of some kind because you're just kind of getting rid of all that shit. Um, but also, um, obviously, you know, we're almost a week into January at this point, but don't, we kind of put these arbitrary kind of milestones in, kind of like diet starts on Monday shit, you know? Um, but actually, you can do it at any point. The The kind of new year is a milestone in... Uh, mental significance only because it's not like it's not like time stops and then starts again and it's a new year it keeps flowing and it's a constant flow so if it's you know you're a week into january it's friday today when this episode goes out so hopefully you're listening to it then but just kind of go okay i'm going to finish i'm going to use the rest of this week 
to get myself where I should have been a week ago. Um, and then diet starts on Monday. New My new year starts on the 10th of January, for example. And just and, and do that if that helps. Yeah, no, I think that's a good shout. <clears throat> I think the next sort of thing you need to do is kind of really just figure out, okay, what are you working towards that this year? And it kind of goes back to those sort of five aspects of life we spoke about in the last episode. It's kind of like figuring out, okay, what do you want to happen in your career? What do you want in your relationships? Do you want to make more friends? Do you want to... I don't know, you want to travel some more. I think you've really got to be clear on what you want to work towards and then it's easier to kind of plan the next steps from there. Um, also, you kind of, I think one thing that I like and which I'm lucky enough and maybe me and Wayne are lucky enough, like with my business partner, there's two of us. With me and Wayne on the podcast, there's two of us. And I think sometimes being able to kind of reflect, maybe that's with your partner, like you said your friend is doing, is actually sit down have that conversation with the other person and say, look, what these are my goals do you think they kind of align with where i want to be because sometimes you might make stupidly and someone will tell you the truth and go, you know what that's just not going to happen if wayne goes to me well then gem next year i'm going to be in the next star wars and i'm like well he might be who knows <laughs> but i mean it's kind of like bringing people down to like realistic goals like don't yeah. say you're going to write four books and then you know it's not going to happen it's kind of having somebody there to kind of say okay you know what that's good and the, the best part about having a partner involved with you is them holding you accountable. Mm. It's them checking in on you. Like I'm sure now when Wayne goes off to do his drama school, like I'm going to be checking in. How's it going? What are you getting out of it? Have you made any connections? Have you done? And it's asking those questions. The same with my business partner. It'd be like, okay, what are our goals for this year? Do we want to open more shops? Do we want to, one of the things we've said next year is we want to do a massive rebrand. We really want to focus on making the brand look strong. And so, okay, how are we working towards that? Each week chasing each other up. And I think a lot of the time, that partner there is going to be that one that you check in regularly with. And I think if you've got a good person like that, which I mean, maybe you haven't got a friend around you like that, but you can get into groups. So if you're looking to write a book, maybe you find the writing group that meet together and kind of hold you accountable. Mm. Yeah, no, I was going to say um, that actually, if you've got an accountability partner, it doesn't really matter how lofty that goal is, really, because the accountability partner isn't necessarily there to make sure that you achieve that goal within the time frame that you've set. The accountability partner is there just to make sure that you're progressing in that direction yeah. and that you keep a forward momentum. That's really what the accountability partner mm-hmm. is for. Although you are right also to say that, you know, if you have an accountability partner and you go in and you go, I'm going to write 10 New York bestsellers this year, they're kind of going to go, okay, well, you can try. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> let's just see if we can get the first one out, shall we? Uh-huh. And then they'll push and push and push. But I think it's it's no bad thing to go in with a really, you know what they say, aim for the stars you might land on the moon. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't think that's a bad thing, personally. But anyway, yeah. that's, uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, it is kind of like looking at... If, if anybody's read... Um, how to make time for your side hustle available for free at powerfulnonsense.com. Um, you'll know that I talk a lot in there and it came from, uh, the one and only Michael Hyatt, really this idea, um, who you should definitely check out, particularly if you are a business owner, um, this idea of intention. And one of the main things, I mean, obviously that book's looking at perspective of how can I make sure I put aside time to, you know, work on these other projects that I want to work on. But the the idea is the same. If you want to achieve your goals, you have to start with intent because if you don't start with intent, I mean, it's great saying, yeah, you know, I'm going to write a New York bestseller this year. Um, but 
the saying it and then there's actually having the intent of doing it. And I think that's the real difference because when you have the intent to actually achieve your goals, you suddenly go, well, what do I have to do to actually make it possible for that to be achieved? Because, yeah, you can go, yeah, I'm going to write a New York bestseller. But if you never put any time aside to actually do any writing, then the intention isn't there. Um, and, and I think with all goals, like one of the, one of my goals last year, for example, was actually about my fitness specifically and about going to the gym. Now, this time last year, I had never, ever, 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 ever set foot in a gym once. And though I didn't hit my goal of, I want to go three times a week, I think I might have done that once or twice in the entire year. I am still going to the gym more than I was going in the rest of my life ever. Um, I probably go about once, maybe twice a week, but usually at least once a week, which is still better than it was before. And I think that's the difference with intent versus a goal is the intent on the goal was to go to the gym more often than I was before. That was the intention. The goal was to go three times a week. And that's the that's kind of the difference. Yeah, and I think as well, goals are kind of a bit too kind of fluffy, whereas I think when you've got intention, I think intention comes from actually having a detailed idea of how you're going to figure this out. It's why I love listening to certain podcasts. I'd actually go the other way. You think? I think it's the other way around. I think the intent is a little bit less... The intent is a little bit more fluid... Whereas the goal is more specific. My goal was to go to the gym three times a week. That was very specific. Whereas the intent was just to go to the gym more often. But I couldn't go to the gym more often if I didn't sign up for the gym, for example. I know what you're saying, but I just think that people become more intentional when they see that there's, they can see how it's going to be done. So So I think that I get that. I get that. Obviously goal, what you're saying there is you kind of know what the goal is, but Mm -hmm. I think like people who are seriously intentional have in their minds, they can see how it's going to happen. And that's how I kind of believe in my own business. It's kind of like I'm listening to podcasts from like companies like Chipotle Chipotle, Mm -hmm. and like um, Five Guys and all these businesses that are kind of huge. And I'm listening to them each day and I'm thinking, you know what, I can see how they've done it and I can see what they did and how they got through those first few years. And for me, it makes it easier because I can kind of, I can see the intention. I'm building up that intention. Okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's about being really detailed of how you're making those next steps. Like, and I think that's, I think probably a lot of the time in people's minds in the new year is you probably can achieve a lot of the things you want to get done in that year. But I think it really comes down to the belief in you could, that in yourself that you believe that you can actually do it. Like I love just putting out lofty goals to people and telling them what I'm going to do. And I know I with no doubt that I can achieve them that year. Mm-hmm. I then also know that what kind of work it's going to take to get to that kind of place. I think that does take time. You don't always have that sort of confidence in your own abilities. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's that's the thing that a lot of people are lacking. And I think if you are going to be taking on any of these challenges, you've got to somehow get yourself to a place where you fully believe it can happen. There's no doubt. If I really wanted to write a New York bestseller next year, I can kind of figure out by listening to everybody else that's done it, what the process is. I know there's connections on my Instagram who I know who have wrote, wrote like bestsellers on Amazon and I know that I could get in touch with them if I really needed to. And if if I was working really hard to kind of connect with them, I could probably get a, a meeting with them and that means I could sit down with someone and say, okay, this is my plan this year. How am I going to do what you've just done? And I'll figure it out. And so it takes a lot of kind of balls and a lot of confidence to get that place. But I think it is all achievable. It's just, are you going to do the work that it takes to get you to that place to make that meeting, 
to set such lofty goals to know where you need to be and then just make it happen, really. But to slightly play devil's advocate here, yeah, which I am one to do, um, is is it's there's a fine line, right? There's a, there's the balance with the uh, setting the big lofty goals because I think one of the big problems that people have is when they're setting their goals is they actually set goals that they themselves don't have the ability, willpower, whatever to actually be able to achieve. And while setting a big lofty goal is all great on paper, it's whether or not the execution, like not to say that the stuff that you've just said you couldn't achieve, because I know that you can. Um, But I think for the individual perspective, you kind of have to have a bit of self-awareness with it and kind of go like my goal with the gym was to go three times a week. As yeah, an you weren't going to be Mr. Olympia next year. I was never, no, that's <laughs> it. I, it was never, it was never to lose weight. It was never to get in better shape. It was merely to go to the gym for half an hour, three times a week. That was it. And I knew, and the reason I set that goal so specifically was because I was like, it's going to be a real challenge for me to go three times a week. Almost one that I don't think I'm actually going to, because I know what my willpower is like as far as, going to the gym is um, and going for a run rather. So I was aware of that. And I was like, I don't know if I will actually achieve that, but if all my goal is, is to go in three times a week for 30 minutes, that's still an improvement because the intent was to go to the gym more than I ever had before, um, which on a regular basis. And it's not a regular, regular basis, but it's certainly quite frequent um compared to having never gone before there are some months where i might go once or twice but i think we've got into a bit of a a groove recently jim Mm -hmm. but i think it's again it's because i knew that my willpower was not if i'd said you know i'm gonna go to the gym every day i probably wouldn't be going to the gym now because i would have been so far off achieving what i've wanted to achieve that it's like i throw in the towel you know, and I think that's that's what the big challenge for so many goals in the new year for people is is the setting a lofty goal, and then the setting a lofty goal that you know yourself you can't achieve. Yeah, I think you definitely have to be realistic, and I think, like I say, when I set those things in my mind that I want to do, to some people it might seem quite astounding. Like, I mean, people say to us when we've opened like three shops in the first year of being in business, people say that's mental. Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah, that is mental because about a year ago, I would have said that's mental. But <laughs> half yeah. a year later and maybe all that extra learning, I could say, no, that's realistic because I know what it mm-hmm. takes. And so for me saying those things, I know it's realistic and I know what it will take to get there. And I do think, yeah, a lot of the people that set these, again, I think there's these sort of glamour lofty goals as well mm. where they sound pretty and you'll say it out loud and be like, yeah, I'm going to have a bestseller next year, but you're probably not because you don't even know how to write and you've never wrote a blog before. And I say to people, like my girlfriend talks about signing up to the gym and I say to her all the time, I'm like, until you work up, work out at home after work on your own, you'll waste, you might as well not sign up to the gym because if you can't motivate yourself to train from home 15 minutes a day, there is no way you're going to get to a gym which you're going to end up paying 60 to 100 pound mm-hmm. for. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. you've got to be risky with yourself and you're not bullshitting yourself. You've got to just kind of know where you stand. Maybe you are a crap writer and you've never written in your life. So why the hell do you think you want to write? And why, are you, why do you want to write a book in the first place? Are mm-hmm. you doing it because it sounds good and every entrepreneur does not it? It's a cool thing to do. Or are you doing it because you know what? You feel you've got a story that's actually worth telling. Yeah, and I think also like leverage your own bullshit. I really think listen to the bullshit that comes out of your mouth or in your head when you're trying to convince yourself as to why 
it's okay that you haven't achieved that goal and actually make it so that that bullshit can't exist. I do think one of the reasons that I'm still going to the gym on a semi-regular basis is because the gym is right there out across the road from your flat and I know you go to the gym a lot and I come and see you to podcast anyway for a few hours once a week. So it's like, well, you're going to see Jem. He goes to that same gym. It's a five-minute walk away. Jem's going to want to work out that day. Like, what's the... You have no excuse to not go. Um, other than perhaps today. I've, I was done today. <laughs> other than perhaps today. But to be fair, I do have a you have crazy show. I'm going to let you off. You have a good so, excuse. Yeah. Um, but I, I... My gym stuff was packed, actually. Ready to go. But... I was like, it's just time-wise, just can't. Christmas parties. Can't do it. Star Christmas Wars. parties. Star Wars day today. Can't let you off. Uh, that's it. Busy. I'm I'm literally going on the go until probably about 4, 4 a.m. It is now 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, but yeah, just kind of prevent that bullshit from actually even being able to yeah manifest and i think like wayne's saying about the side hustle book that we have available how to make time for your side hustle i think powerfulnonsense.com yep i think it's a really um good read because i think it'll make you make good use of the time you do have available because you will have goals and you still got life around it and i think honestly for the new year something where you can kind of pull that half hour an hour to go and work on that little side thing but if you're super focused and you are looking around figuring out how people have done stuff then you can be really really specific like just an example this morning i woke up and i was like we haven't worked on our branding for my business and i was like okay we're gonna do i'm just gonna brand the bags out today that's my target we're gonna i'm gonna design the bags i woke up and found like half an hour before wayne got here and i've designed the bag sent it over to my business partner i sent it out on twitter just to see what i mean on instagram just to get some feedback from audience and that was in like half an hour and it's a little step forward and i think you can't kind of devalue how important these little half hours or these mm. tiny little steps forward are because they start compounding. If you do that every single morning, the business moves forward massively because of those little bits of effort. Yeah, I significantly believe in the compound effect. I think it's one of the best kind of... I think if if the only thing that you learn about productivity was the compound effect, I think you're you're already miles ahead of the game because it is, it's those tiny, tiny little things that, so, um, for example, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk at the moment, got to throw him into every episode, um, is talking about his, uh, dollar 80 strategy, which is essentially the compound effect. He's talking about putting your two cents in on certain hashtags on Instagram to grow your audience you find the hashtags that are appropriate for your business. You see the top nine posts of those and you go in, you consume the content and you engage with that content in a way that's actually part of the community rather than follow me, follow me, follow me. And actually you just engage with the community. You do that for the top nine posts for that hashtag. You do that for another nine hashtags. You got your, your dollar 80 or yeah, nine hashtags, however many Somewhere it is. Like I can't remember the maths. Anyway, but the point is you do it for a significant amount of hashtags and all you're doing is just commenting on shit, which you're going to be doing anyway on freaking Facebook. So you may as well do it for your business. It takes probably 20 minutes to do uh, and to do well. And you're going to, like, I did it the other day on only about two hashtags and I'm already seeing a boost in, mm-hmm. like, engagement with my own stuff. Um and that's the compound effect. It's a it's small, simple tasks that you can repeat 
regularly that really create a lot of leverage for you. Cool. So we're coming up to the end of the episode and so I thought it might be a good idea for us to talk about our themes. Talk about our themes for the next year. Like what is that word or that phrase that you think is kind of sum up how you want your new year to go like based on the kind of goals that you have? Mm. It's interesting, right? Because I know that next year for me is going to be tough. Tough. I'm going to drama school. I'm taking on more hours at work. I'm starting a new business as well. Um, I'm literally going to be wall to wall. Um, <laughs> so part of me wants to say that my theme is to work your balls off. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if that's really the goal. The goal is not to work my balls off. <laughs> the goal is, I suppose, why am I working my balls off? I guess it's it's foundation building, really, I guess. Mm. The whole year, next year, is about foundation building. That's the only focus I have. It's about building my finances. That's why I'm taking on more time at work, because I can. Because I'm also going to drama school where I can put the time into my career, and that's already been scheduled off. I I don't have to worry about controlling that this year, because someone else has kind of gone, this is the time you put into your career here and here. Uh, Make sure you're there. Otherwise, we'll kick you out of the drama school. So it's like, okay, that's dealt with. So if I, I can take more time at work and because I'm freelance, I can also take that time away if things get too heavy. And I've already had a conversation with uh, my client about that and kind of gone, okay, well, there's going to have to be a little bit of flexibility here. So that's fine. Um, and then building a business and trying to build a new income stream. More efficient income a more, stream. A, yes, a more efficient income stream, which then hopefully by the time I finish drama school is up and running so much that I have complete flexibility. So I guess... The theme for this year is foundations. Yeah, sort of setting up that ramp yeah. into the next year. Yeah. It's like a big system reset. Go, okay, you've got another opportunity to get this right this time. Set some good foundations whilst mm-hmm. you can now. No, I like that. I think that's a good one. Mm. My one, I guess, really, is I want to challenge myself more next year. I feel like a lot got achieved last year, but I feel that we're growing the ability to do that at another level. Like, I'm, as I said, I'm pretty happy with other aspects of my life, so it's kind of like... How do I just sort of amplify what I'm currently doing? Uh huh. So I don't really know what the word might be. Amplify in what sense? As in do what I'm doing, but more, but not at like the expense of every other bit. So it's kind of like I want the things that are happening to uh-huh. kind of be to another level, but at the same time, not at the expense of, I don't want to make the business get so much bigger that it means that I can't kind of focus on friends. I don't want to... Okay. Uh, it's not. I don't want it to be at the expense of other things. I just want to have the challenges, which but, is probably a tough but one. What are your actual? Because yeah, that's a quite hard thing to kind of put into a, a word or phrase, I suppose. What's the actual, uh, the active things that you actually want to be doing next year, or have you not decided yet? Because that might help you. Because right. like with me, building the foundations, it's just because of the things I'm doing kind of makes it fundamentally clear what the theme is so what are you planning to actually do next year mine is grow what the pit are really and whether that means just bigger as a brand or as in more shops are open that's the bigger goal for next year like potentially five locations or something like that or but other than that i'm pretty happy with other things that are going on in my life so yeah when you were scoring all of your stuff you were like yeah no i've got that under control yeah i've got that it's kind of just more isn't it 
more see that sounds I really might, i think that might be your might be your word maybe more yeah and i mean because everything when you were if i remember rightly when you were summing up this year and looking at next year you're kind of like yeah everything's pretty good i'll have more I'd of like that a please. little bit more please so i guess yeah this year that's probably the word i'd use for you more yeah and not just monetary it's more friends i want more friends yeah. i want more travel i want more fun i want more challenges mm-hmm so yeah it's like enrichment of your life you just yeah. kind of want to make it richer mm, giving it a bit more oomph yeah but it's all good but not necessarily be richer yeah although that never hurts does it it doesn't hurt really <laughs> <laughs> cool. cool so more and foundation I feel like that's not a great word but I'll take it more I think more is quite a good word uh, more yeah more is a great word alright I love that just don't be gluttonous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just more. I know. I think that's a really good word. You know, like when we were around here the other week end for <laughs> for Christmas festivities, more of that. Yeah. You know, going traveling, more of that. Mm-hmm. Business growth, more of that. True. You're right. you're on. I think it is a good word because you're on the path, and you just kind of want to compound upon that really mm. so more no i think that's a great word i mean if you're not happy with it change it but no it sounds it sounds good yeah i think it's more but not it's not how i'm still grateful for what i have yes it's not more because i feel i need more it's more because of the challenge and i know that just mm. elevates everything else really yeah it's not more in the greedy greedy child more give me more yeah <laughs> so have you had a thought about what your theme could be for the year let mm-hmm. us know tweet us insta whatever however you can find us you can also email gem at mm-hmm. powerfulons.com c-e-m yeah uh sorry i was going to thought i was going to throw twitter out there to let us know sorry yeah uh, <laughs> i just looked like i looked I went, over, I I looked over to you and your brain I was, kinda, was. I was trying to think of a hashtag to come yeah. up with uh so <laughs> um um so hit us up on twitter at pn underscore podcast what about just hashtag theme 2018 hashtag, or something that's what i was gonna go with there you go great minds think alike you see uh so yeah at pn underscore podcast hashtag theme 2018 um and yeah and hit us up on email if you like uh gem's already given his and i am wayne at powerfulnonsense.com um and also those itunes reviews still looking empty yeah, I managed to actually get one the other day, but it was because someone who I knew, I told him about the podcast, and he opened it up and said, give me your phone a second, and I just put five stars in. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll, guys. That's what you got to do. you got to hustle for those Just don't ever stars. let Jem take your phone yeah. if you really hate the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that you did that. I should do that. Just grab people's phone and just phone. sign them up, subscribe. Bam, done. <laughs> got to hustle for those listens. <laughs> those reviews. <laughs> Cool. That's us. <laughs> Guerrilla marketing at its finest. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. So, um, a happy new year once again to you all. And um, thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time. See you later.